Hi. Hi. Welcome back to Cinematography. I'm Michaela. And I'm Camille. And this is the podcast where we talk about movies that Michaela has seen and Camille has not. And I have not. Today, we are talking about the beloved Royal Tenenbaums by Mr. Wes Anderson, which Camille has never seen and I have built a whole life around. Yeah, it's a big part of your personality. Big part of it. Big part of it. Since, again, like I want to say 10. Yeah, you were shaped as a human being at 10 years old. Yeah, the ages of like 9 to 10 was probably where I came to a full stop as a person. Inception, Royal Tenenbaums. Scott what Pil- was the other Scott movie? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, right. Coraline. Right. That's about it. Then I stopped developing any other kind of taste. I wish that Good were... Good taste, though. I wish that were not true, but that's it. Um, we're going to do a little synopsis as we do. Once again... Oh, this is so brief. This is great. Okay, once again, the synopsis is not spoilies, but the podcast is very spoilies. The eccentric members of a dysfunctional family reluctantly gather under the same roof for various reasons. Very nice. Nice. Very vague, very nice. I think... Oh, that was it? That was it? That was literally it. (laughs) I was literally waiting for you to continue. I was like... For various reasons. The end. Wow. That was completely valid. Yeah, that was completely true. It truly gave nothing away. No. Really didn't. There were didn't even reasons. didn't even say that they were like they were genius siblings or like no. or that one's adopted. Yeah. That... Or that they're they're brought back together because of their estranged father. Yeah, I thought they were gonna even mention that. Yeah, but because that's kind of why they're all kind of. Too... I mean, they are all gathered in the house for different reasons. Yeah. If you think like when I think about it, I'm like, yeah. What was his name? Cash. Is that what his name is? Chaz. Chaz Cash. Oh, um, yeah, Chaz and Richie. Yeah, um, Chaz was back into the house because... Because he's just traumatized trauma. from the loss of his wife and thinks it's not safe in their house. So, like, he moves back in. And then... Margot moves because she has writer's block. Moves back in because she's like, and I she, need a and change she, of pace. Yeah, and she needs to leave her husband. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Raleigh Sinclair, played by the lovely Bill Murray, might I add. Mm-hmm. Um... That man kind of looks the same from that movie onward for the rest of yeah, his days. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, recognize him. Now he looks him. a little wrinkly, but like he's basically looked like that forever. Yeah. Even when he was a young person, like even in Ghostbusters, Bill Murray still kind of looks like 2004 Bill Murray. Forever and ever. Forever he'll be. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Um, what was the other? Oh, and then. Richie comes back because Royal is sick. Yeah. Because we find out that Royal is sick and Richie's like. I will come back as soon as I can, also. Were they the only... Did they only have three kids? Yep. Oh, for some reason I thought there was more, but I think I'm thinking of their... Of Eli. Eli Cash, the... the, uh, That's where I got Cash from. There, yeah, sorry. The, um... The... Almost like the red-headed stepchild Tenenbaum. Yeah. The fact that he just really wants to be their child so bad. Because his aunt sucked. Yeah. But you know what? So did Eli Cash. Eli, Eli sucks. Eli is the villain of the Royals and Bounds. <laughs> I thought, thought Royal was the villain. No. Royal is the... Is the uh, is more just the... Would you say he's the protagonist? Kind of. But it's more like... Honestly, it was more like that he was being used as a plot point for the other characters, honestly. True. But he does develop himself. Mm-hmm. He grows into a less... Less of an asshole and more of a son of a bitch, bitch. as mm-hmm. Henry Sherman says. But yeah, 
I think everyone everyone comes out a little more well-rounded by the end of this whole shindig, would you say? <laughs> well-rounded. <laughs> well-rounded is very subjective. Just thinking of <laughs> thinking of uh, Margot and Richie. And Richie Trader. Trigger warning. Kill himself. Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. No, it's just the way you said trigger warning. <laughs> then kill himself. Okay. Okay. Um, but yes, that would have been. Yes, yes. If you're planning True. on watching this movie. Actually, you know warning. who it didn't end up too well-rounded for? Who? Buckley the dog. <gasps> oh my god, I forgot he died. At which point I apparently lost control of the vehicle, smashed into the house, and killed that poor dog. Yeah, Buckley really paid for it. <gasps> you know what I just realized? What? Foreshadowing. Why? You know in the beginning when he's running the drill? And they're like, we, <gasps> we forgot, forgot Buckley. We forgot Buckley. Doesn't matter. He's already dead. He's already <laughs> like, dead. Damn. That's it true. It really came full circle. That's funny. Crazy. God, galaxy brain. Oh my god. Uh, Buckley the dog was uh, forever d- destined to be d- to die at the end. He really was, though. Oh, God. I feel like I need to uh, address the elephant in the room that is plaguing my brain that has nothing to do with this movie. But last night, our neighbor was on the roof screaming next to my bedroom. And I guess it kind of ties back into the idea that all men need therapy. <laughs> Just like the men of this movie. Oh, yeah. All and that you can't replace therapy by screaming into the void. Or in this case, screaming into your suburban neighborhood. Yes. Outside on the roof. Yes. Yelling the words, um, I'm, I'm horny. horny. Come and get it. Um, good morning, neighbors. This is at 4.50 in the morning, my dad. Um, I'm awoken from a dead sleep with earplugs in. Um, He's on the porch roof, which is the same level as your window. Yep, I was absolutely traumatized by what I gandered outside into the dark, inky sky out onto the ground when really I should have turned my eyes to the right and would have seen him sitting on the roof. But don't worry, everyone. I called the bylaw police on them because in 2021, we are being more petty. No, you're standing up for yourself. Enough's enough, I said. Honestly, we should have called the bylaw police earlier, but, uh... But anyways, I hope they don't know it was me, but I also kind of hope they do. It could be anyone in this neighborhood because they were literally standing out... Not standing, they were sitting outside on the roof yelling into the street... Yeah. Some people have day jobs. I know. There's families in this neighborhood. It's like on every other house. Don't yell, I'm horny. There's a bunch of... (laughs) There's a bunch of kids on the street. Camila was literally like a nightmare. (laughs) He was a person... Next time you have a... If you ever have sleep paralysis, he He will be your sleep paralysis paralysis demon. demon. Oh my god. Standing at the end of your bed going, I'm horny. (laughs) (laughs) No. Good morning, Oh, it was so terrible. I feel like I was, like, I was probably unnecessarily scared <laughs> that I needed to be. But you know what? It's like, this isn't a very, uh, it's not an old house with thick windows. And this man is, like, three feet away from me physically. I know. He. What if he could try to just, even the, the harrowing experience of just somebody, like, banging on the window. I know, exactly. I was it's like, ter- that would be terrifying. I'm like, my heart was, <laughs> I was going pet to pet to pet to pet. I felt so dizzy, like I was going to be sick, like I was going to throw up. 
Literally. That was exactly how I felt. But anyways, thank you for... That was our, an interlude of our regularly scheduled, scheduled programming. Um, but I think that's a great segue. A great segue into... Eli getting therapy. Yep, Eli going to rehab. Uh, yeah, Chaz, Chaz probably going. getting therapy, which we don't physically see on screen, but we definitely know because he really uh, turns it around. Yeah. Hanging on the side of that garbage truck. And being and coming to... Terms with his this, dad. Yeah, and being the only one to watch him die. Yeah. Saving his family from a sinking vessel. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, Camille. Yes. Uh, what is your experience either like, did you know anything about this movie and also with Mr. Anderson in general? Mr. Well, obviously you have all the posters in your room. Yes. The fly Mordecai. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's any other experience I have with this movie. This is, I think this is one of the only Wes Anderson movies where I literally knew nothing. I know. I feel like it's the one that kind of gets swept aside, but in my opinion is probably one of the best one of the best like i'm thinking like, like it's like top two like list all of the wes anderson movies that are like that people that people like actually of. yeah or like are turned into art because things. i can tell you probably all of them i've had some experience life aquatic which i've never seen actually it's the only one i've never seen it's the one with bill murray they're they're on the submarine with little red hats oh and little jumpsuits i think matthew greg Goobler is in it <gasps> no i've definitely seen gifts of that yeah. on tumblr so, so yes. that one uh, moonrise kingdom is big yeah moonrise kingdom fantastic mr fox True, which and I Grand have Budapest watched. to an extent, lots of little Mendel's pastries and things like that. Yeah, I feel like people have the like hotel art all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I have a lot of experience with Grand Budapest. Not a lot of love for Bottle Rocket. Not a lot of love for Darjeeling Limited, which unpo- I, I unpopular. I do have a lot of experience. Not a lot, but like more than Grand Budapest. Really, I saw a bunch of posts. Um, I think this one person had just watched it and reblogged a bunch of Tumblr posts mm-hmm. about it. Unpopular opinion. It is my least favorite. What? Darjeeling Limited. What's it about? Uh, three kind of estranged brothers who go travel to India and are just on a train. Huh. And they're, I think, is it their father's funeral? Someone's funeral. Is Moonrise Kingdom about children? Yeah. Are they, it's like there, two, is like there two a beach kids. at some point? Yep. Two kids that are okay, in love. They run have... away and they're in love. One's like, a, like an orphan, kind of, and he's run away from social services. Mm. Social services played by Tilda Swinton. Oh, nice. Yeah. I do have a, more experience because with I think Moonrise also, Kingdom and Budapest Hotel, for Darjeeling sure. Limited is just, it has the least amount of heart, I'd say. For, it's a very, it's like almost like an anti-Wes Anderson movie. It has, when it's in the train, it has the look of one, but everything else about it is like not it. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It's not, it just ain't it. It's Owen Wilson and Adrian Brody and mm. um, Jason Schwartzman. Oh. But, and Natalie Portman's in it, which is kind of out of pocket. Because of Natalie Portman. I don't know. She's just never in these movies. Like, I don't know. I don't know who else would be in it that would make it not out of pocket. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, it was just weird. But that's just, that's um, just one girl's opinion. Who is, okay, for some reason, who, no, I don't think it's Wes Anderson. But who directed, do you know who directed The Fall? I don't even know what that is. Really? Yeah, I'm sorry. He was the same, okay, the main actor is the same actor from Pushing Daisies. I know what? I know what Pushing Daisies is, but I don't know who the main actor is. I just need you to look up who the main actor Because I don't know why, but I always thought the Wait, way... Wait, is The Fall a movie or a show? A f- uh, the, the movie. A 2006? Sure. So, like, the, it is? Yes. Oh, what the hell is this? 
I don't know. Who's oh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace, yeah. Right. Sorry, I do know who that is. Who's the, who's the director? Uh, oh. Tarsim Singh? I don't know why, but whenever I, I lumped The Fall, I've seen a lot of The Fall on, mm-hmm. my, on Tumblr. I thought The Fall and Wes Anderson were very, like... I thought I honestly thought The Fall was directed by Wes Anderson just because of what I've seen from it. Just because it was like so the way it was shot was so colorful. And when I watched Grand Budapest, I was like I could see The Fall being shot by the same director. Hmm. But now that he's not, I'm like oh. You know who could have been shot by Wes Anderson? What? Paddington One and Two. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It looks like a Wes Anderson movie. Their house looks like a Wes Anderson movie. More specifically, their house. I think everything else is kind of like London and dirty, but they live on like a street with colorful houses, mm-hmm. and their house is cute and kitschy and all kind of like in this like sepia kind of like yellowy tone. Is it shot like Wes Anderson? Or just, yeah, just even kind of like the way it kind of pans to people and like levels of the house, like it moves through mm-hmm. the house kind of the same way. So Paddington. Stone Cold Anderson uh, vibes. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Maybe he got the part of the director got inspiration. Maybe. I'm trying to think of other Wes Anderson movies that are. Oh, Isle of Dogs. Not as big a deal, but very good, delightful. Yeah, I think for me, like the biggest would be Grand Budapest for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's done. the biggest for everyone because it was nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, literally knew nothing about delightful. Royal Tenenbaums Royal except it's for your poster. Hard to spell. But yeah, I know. This has, like, always been my favorite, I think. And I remember, like, watching this and then going to see Moonrise Kingdom, like, right off the coattails, because I think it was around 2010 Mm -hmm. that the Moonrise Kingdom came out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's not as good. But then watching Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, and then watching it again, like, years later, like, probably, like, fuck, like, like, seven or eight years later, I was like... Oh, no, this is delightful. Moonrise Kingdom? It was delightful. It was very good. it's, It's a good one. It's, like, a very good... Very nice. I feel like, it's funny to say, like, I feel like Moonrise Kingdom is such a Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie, but then watching this, I was like, no, this is also a very Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson, Wes Anderson, Anderson movie. movie. And Grand Budapest. They're all Wes Anderson What do you Wes like Anderson. about this movie so much? I don't know. It's just very comforting to me. It's funny. I, I think it's it's funny, and it always kind of holds, like, a special place of pride in myself, because I remember when I was kind of growing up and, like, kind of starting to develop my own, like sense of taste and sense of humor as my own little individual being. I remember being really proud because my dad showed me this movie and he said, like, I knew you were going to be, like, the my movie friend because you were, like, laughing at all the parts that, like... You should and you and, and you didn't need, like, you weren't just laughing because we were laughing. Like, you were laughing because they were funny. So I always felt, like, a little, like, nice. And that's when your personality formed. And then, yeah, so basically everything <laughs> just hinges on the fact that... My dad said that I'd become a movie friend. <laughs> His movie friend, And we're movie friends. Because, yes, my dad and I are best movie friends. And the pandemic is killing us. That is a bond that can never be broken unless the cinema's closed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> movie friend. But, yeah, so I feel like maybe that's always, like, that's a strong emotional tie to this movie. I also just love this man and all of his movies. I think they're delightful. Little Dollhouse Worlds. I almost f- blocked from my mind that the French Dispatch was supposed to come out this summer. <gasps> oh, yeah. And I don't want to talk about it because it makes me sad. It's okay. It only got delayed, not canceled, right? I know. Like, it's like, but it's just the idea that it's done. It's ready. It's ready to be seen, and I can't see it. They're probably just thinking about the money. They're like, if we release it now, who's going to pay I'm for it? I'm honestly kind of glad they didn't because you I want to see it in theaters. I want to see it in theaters, and I kind of tried to. You're going to fork over those $15? I do. I really do. It's just a different experience. It really is. 
and yeah, I just and I want to see it in like a, a with big lots screen. of people, yeah. and I want to see it in like Toronto. I don't want to see it in Peterborough because no, no respect in Peterborough and the Galaxy. People treat it like their goddamn living room, but yeah, it's like I, I want to see it. Ugh. That's the only thing I hate about movie theaters when people. I'm like, shut up! I know when those girls were laughing at parts of us. I was like, oh my god, get it together. That's my favorite part is that we both lived the exact same events of going to see us by ourselves. I know, lit. Both the bus not coming on time, it raining, having to run to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> and then watching it by ourselves. Heaving, running to the theater, and yeah. we were kind of. And I was like, and I was sweating. Like, yeah. I was sweaty in my raincoat. But I insisted on getting myself popcorn because I deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, there were st- uh, no. two groups of girls behind Anne in front of me who, like, laughed at the wrong times. Yeah. We're like, these aren't funny. You're not even laughing at the good parts. That- <gasps> Did I ever tell you that was, like, when I went to see Deadpool, for, mm-hmm. like, when for the first time when it came out. And, like, that movie's funny. It is funny. And there's lots of funny parts. But for some reason, this one woman next to us only laughed at the parts that were in the trailer and then stone cold silent during all the other funny parts that like weren't in it <laughs> like she, like, like literally like the trailer. like literally like dead silent but then the part where he's like i he he wore the brown pants she's like ah! <laughs> i'm like bro that's not even the like, the, funny the funniest parts. joke you know like, what she probably memorized the parts from the trailer googled it so she knows the joke now and doesn't get it no. Watch the movie for a second time, she'll laugh. Maybe she'll laugh. Maybe she'll <laughs> understand. But yeah, so movie theaters are... It's a love-hate relationship, I feel like. Because I love the movie theater. I feel like exactly like what Fran Lebowood said. She said, I like, she loves the movies, but she hates her fellow man. Yeah. So she won't go to the movie theater. Yeah, my best movie theater experience was... I know it wasn't even like, like the best movie I've ever watched in a movie theater, but we, me and my friends, we went to Landmark Cinemas in South Galaxy. We sat in the very back center to watch 22 Jump Street and it was dead <gasps> empty but it was the best experience That's I had That's a dream Because we were like rascals because there was nobody else in the, literally nobody else in the theater That's and the it was best. right after our last exam and we were like oh my god let's watch this movie That's so fun So good I love having an empty theater You know it's the worst? When you think you have an empty theater and then like one couple or one person walks in and just ruins the whole vibe You're like drunk off the power of having this movie theater to yourself <laughs> and then like like, maybe, like, two or three people trickle in, and you're like, oh, are you kidding me? You get out of my movie theater. <laughs> God damn it. I feel like... What are I'm you doing in my swamp? I'm trying to think of, like, I feel like it's been a rare flower where I've been in a movie theater empty. One, Delgo. What's that? Long lost. Basically, when animation was still on the cusp of just learning about CGI. Oh, my God. It was, like, it was honestly delightful. I had no problems with it, but me and my dad were the only people in the theater. Um, and I think also my dad and I went to see a, like, just like a, you know, they do the classic movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. We went to see Snatched. That was probably the last movie I saw before the pandemic. Ooh. And uh, that was empty. It was just us. They snatched away your chances at seeing the movie. <laughs> Good pun. But, yeah. So, it's it's rare, but it's lovely. But yeah, that's why I like going to movies in Toronto. Ooh. Because people actually care. Yeah. We saw Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. We saw Moonrise Kingdom in Toronto. Like actually... Whoa, I think I've seen all, like, the last handful of West Because most of the time, the West Anderson ones just didn't come to Peterborough. Ooh. So we had to go to Toronto to see them. So we'd go, like... It would have been lit to see Royal Ton of Moms in theaters. Oh, true. If only I wasn't five years old. Damn. <laughs> what a shame. But no, we saw... I saw Moonrise Kingdom in Toronto. I saw, um... 
Grand Budapest in Toronto for the first time, and then nice. we saw it again when it came to Peterborough because once it got nominated now for you're an gonna Oscar, watch French Dispatch in Toronto, probably gonna have to. Oh, and uh, Isle of Dogs out. also saw that in Toronto. You did. I remember that. Yeah, coming home for Easter. That's lit. But yeah, so can't wait for the royal dis the royal. Oh, <laughs> the no the French Dispatch. But yeah, I feel like just this man has a. Has a hold on my soul. It's funny. It's funny in a way that I think you have to be just a little bit smarter to laugh at. Mm-hmm. But not in like a... It's not completely inaccessible. Like, no, do you it's find not it's in, like, it's not... No, it's not in a pretentious way. Even if you didn't get all of it, you'd still enjoy it. It's just fun. I don't know. It's just delightful. Like, and even like parts that are sad It honestly still... felt fairy tale like almost. Yeah. Because it is. It's like a little story It's book. very much just a storybook. Yeah. Like, that's that's the feel of it. Mm-hmm. It's and very the nice. color and the setting and, like... The, the way, way they, like, cut scenes. Mm-hmm. The narrator, the like chapter. They literally yeah. have the chapters. Yeah. In. It's like you're turning the page in a book. In a big, glossy, nice book. Mm-hmm. Which is what I love. And it's just delightful. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I don't think of it as, like, arty pretentious. Because this man also makes, like... He made Fantastic Mr. Fox for crying out loud, but how can you be pretentious making Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, it's more just like a good hug. Yeah, exactly. It's just a good movie. It's just a well-written movie. And it's like he has his own style to mm-hmm. the cinematography of the, the movie. The cinematography of the movie. Beautiful. I'm trying to think of, like, I was going to ask you earlier what would be your most quotable moment, but I can't even think of one. Oh, the ones that stick with my family the most are, um... Come on, boys, let's shag ass when they're, oh, yeah. when they're in the cemetery. <laughs> True. Or uh, who wants to grab a couple burgers and hit the cemetery when he's yelling from the window. Oh, yeah. Um, I just really love or just Marco. Re- remember, he's not your real dad. Neither are you. True. Good burn. <laughs> Good burn. I also, um, I think there was, like, there's some good, like, Oh, oh, we always do the, uh, like, when, uh, Eli... Or no, I think it's when... Yeah, no, I think it's when Eli Cash is, like, running out the window or something. And then we always do the, like, I know that guy. I know you, asshole! Yeah, when he's jumping out the window. Yeah, and also when Pagoda just goes, there he goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he was running from the... Re- oh, there's the so room. many. We also the, uh, just, like, the Dudley, um, the, like, make yours like mine. It's like, where's that red one gonna go? It's like, oh. And he starts laughing. He's like, how interesting. Oh, how yeah. bizarre. <laughs> like, and when the gypsy cab comes and he's like, there's a dent there, another dent there, another dent there, a dent there. Huh? Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot just sloshing around in this old noggin. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it's so good. I kind of completely forgot about that. It's like, I was stabbed and he carried me to the hospital. Who stabbed you? He did. He's a hired hitman. <laughs> like, it's just it's just wonderful, and everyone is just like you don't hate you don't really hate anyone. Like everyone has some slightly redeeming like quality to them, which I think is what makes them more human. Just, even though it's like ridiculous circumstances, like of course you never really like come across. Oh a my family god, like this. I really loved them showing Richie's final tennis match, and he's crying, and oh. he only has one shoe on, and he and keeps then, looking at Margo and her new he, husband. What is he looking at? <laughs> he's looking up in the stands to his adopted sister. <laughs> his adopted sister, sister Margo, and her new husband. 
got 72 unforced errors for Richie Tenenbaum. He's playing the worst tennis of his life. What's he feeling right now, Tex Hayward? I don't know, Jim. There's obviously something wrong with him. He's taken off his shoes and one of his socks, and actually, I think he's crying. I think you're right. Who's he looking at in the friends box, Tex? That's his sister Margo and her new husband, Raleigh Sinclair. They were just married yesterday, Jim. Oh, yes. Well, speaking of adopted. <laughs> Uh, that's the best part. I forgot how much they try to hammer home that she is adopted to try and lessen the blow of the fact that they are siblings that are in love. <laughs> I know, but I also love the fact that they were like, she was adopted when she was two, so they're basically real siblings. But I f love the fact that whoever knows about it, like Eli and Royal's reactions were also like very funny. They weren't like, you know what? Love is up. They're like, you know what? That's kind of weird. Right? I know. They're like, that's gross. They're like, that's sick and wrong. Because I feel like you need someone to ground it in some reality. Because if he let it just go and you were like, oh, that's so beautiful. Like, then you'd be like, Wes Anderson supports this. Wes and Seth Anderson, as they call him. No. Exactly. So it's like, they, you need those few people to be like... What the? F what are you doing? That's why it made it bearable knowing and that other people in the same universe in the same thought universe it was weird. disapprove exactly. And it's also the idea too that they aren't really gonna like. We know they're not gonna act on it. No, and she says no I think we're just gonna have to be secretly secret love and understand. leave it at that. So it's like, which is sad. Like you still feel sad even though. But it's, it's also like, like given Margot's like history, relationship. Yeah, relationship history and personality. It's very good fit for her. Could just be like, let's just secretly be in love with each you, other. You know what I think? I was when we were watching it, I was trying to remember this. Okay. I used to manipulate the shit out of my elementary school classrooms by being like one of the only people to bring in DVDs for us to watch uh -huh. on like days of school or whatever. I thought this was gonna go somewhere way different after no. you said manipulate. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I used to do this thing where I'd bring a couple and then I would like I don't know how I would like sway people to somehow vote for the weird movie. But it would work every time. Like, basically, I Maybe would Maybe you just gave, like, a riveting synopsis, like, a way Not even. One. Like, I don't even know. But I definitely think... I, I, like, I brought this movie to school. Oh, my God. And, like, I, I'm pretty sure I successfully, like, we watched it in grade five. Grade five? Yeah, like, because I probably would have watched this, like, around grade Richie four. Richie tries to off himself. There's also, like, that whole scene where, like, where they're recounting all of Margot's, like, infidelities. And there's, like, a naked woman. Where? In the, when they, it's like Paris, France. And she's like, she's like, there's a lady. Oh yeah. Who's no, topless. Both, no, both of them were. They yeah. were like making out. But I'm like, oh my God. How did I pull that off? To be fair, my fifth grade teacher, Monsieur Lavois, was very cool. Played Vampire Weekend on his iPod Nano during like our Halloween party. Like very cool guy. That's but I'm also so like, cool. how did I do that? I guess it was just the blind faith that, like, any movie that I was obsessed with, I just, like, really pushed. Like, I'm pretty sure I also, like, Monty Python probably slipped through oh, the yeah. halls of St. Anne's Elementary. I definitely made us watch Coraline somehow. Coraline makes more sense. Coraline makes sense. I think, you know, what maybe it was, was that we did our book, or I remember we did a book project on Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I think Monsieur Lavois, like, made it so that we watched the DVD after. Ooh. He made us apple cider and popcorn, and we watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, it was your so whole made, class was Yeah, it was our whole class. Aww, like that's we were doing cute. A, yeah, he was a delightful teacher. If I, if I, like, did something these. influential in my life and I had someone to thank, it'd be, like, my parents, obviously, but, like, it'd be Monsieur Lavois. <laughs> nice. True inspiration. A wonderful man. But... 
Yeah, I think so. Maybe that's how I maybe let it sneak in. Like, he already liked Wes Anderson, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I brought this movie. But I'm like, how did I... How did I get away with that? It was everyone, he was like, shield your eyes, everybody shield your eyes. I don't even know. And I'm also just interested, because I'm like, it's not like I had a class full of, like, intellectual... And, like, witty people. So I'm, like, maybe surprised they, they all like, weren't. Like, this is stupid. Like, I don't remember anyone being no, like, maybe they were dumb. just, like, enraptured the same way we were. True. Was, you know what? Look at all the bright movies. It's very... It's, it's honestly... It knows no bounds. Exactly. Me. It's, like, it can be as simple as you make it. Yeah, it exactly. Just, like, the narrator explained a lot of... Yeah. There's nothing, points. like... Yeah, it's a simple story. It's just, like, about people. And it's not like you're... Yeah, there's nothing to miss. You don't need to be smart to get it. Like, I feel like... I don't know. It's not always compared as, like, a pretentious thing, but it's, like, I feel like sometimes it's held as, like, a, ooh, Wes Anderson, but it's, like, it's just very accessible, good There's a reason people like Wes Anderson films, because they're good. I know. And even if you don't get all of the nuances, you can't, you can still appreciate how good it is. Exactly. And it's, like, I think this movie just does the best at, like, characters that are just, like lovable but also like very flawed Mm -hmm. and just the look of it is very like perfect (laughs) and me it's just perfect okay Mm -hmm. and the soundtrack is amazing i forgot how good the soundtrack is but you said it was hard to find it's very hard it's not on like any streaming like i can't get it you can't get it on spotify i was looking and it's like the cd is on amazon jeez i'm like honestly tempted to buy it (laughs) because Why not? Why not? Why not? So, I might have to do that after this, but it's just, like, lovely. I'm trying to think. Yeah, oh. I also very much liked how... Did we already talk about how um, Eli went to rehab? Yeah, we love that. And his sponsor. And his sponsor. Dances with something. Wolves. Dances with... Is it... Was it dances or dancing? Dancing with... Or runs with... It was runs, runs with, with... Runs with... I'm never gonna find out. You know... Wolves? Is it Runs With Wolves? Insert clip here. (laughs) But this is also just, like, a great introduction to, like, what the relative, like, this is kind of the usual suspects of a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, yeah. You're always going to find some Bill Murray. You're always going to find at least one Wilson brother. Yeah. Whether it's Luke or Owen. Give or take. Whether they're loaning their voice or physically in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Have I ever explained that, like, Wes Anderson's first movie was with, like, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson, and it was Bottle Rocket, and it's probably... It's the oddest one. It's like it's it's prefaced as like a heist movie, but it's not a heist movie at all. It's like a heist gone wrong. Oh no! But it's just it's like the kookiest of them all, I'd say. And he got hooked on having those Wilson brothers in his movies. Yeah, I think they're just pals. But it's like a lot of the main players in that movie. They're they're people everybody knows. Oh yeah, I know exactly. Like it's like you look at it now too. Like I don't know how it would have been like at the time. But it's, mm-hmm. like, now knowing, like, the legacy of what would be to, like, yeah, what is like to come. Yeah, like, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Gwyneth. Ben Stiller. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, Angelica Houston. Houston. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, like, everyone's in here. It's, cr- it's crazy. If only we knew the legacy that Ben Stiller would lead, and that is the Night at the Museum franchise. Honestly, the greatest franchise of all time. I haven't Who watched cares? the third one. Is it's, it... it's okay. Okay. It's just okay. Because you just know what? Just for okay. I'm sorry, I don't think Rebel Wilson is funny all the time. She thrived in Pitch Perfect 1. Oh, yeah, And then they sure. just kept leaning into that kind of comedy, and it's just not transferable in every setting, so. Uh, I did like how 
Night at the Museum 2 had Amelia Earhart. I Bro, I love Night at the Museum 2. It's so good. It's so good. It was one of those movies where it was like, man, the sequel slaps. It was so good. The Jonas Brothers were cherubs. Yeah. So good. It was so good. Amy Adams, honestly, she knew the assignment for that one. She was so good. And like... And just like the villain, like... Larry Daly of Daily Devices. <laughs> um, do you know who's gonna be in the cast of French Dispatch? Yeah. Who? Sweet. Um, well, I know there's, like, newer people for the first time. Uh, Lea Seydoux. Who the hell is that? She's a French actress. She, you'd like recognize her face. I know she's like most known for the uh, that movie, like Blue is the Warmest Color or whatever. Oh, which one? She's the one. Not with the weird hair? She's the one with the blue hair. Oh, she's the one with the weird hair. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So she's in it. She's been another. She might have been in another Wes Anderson thing or something like that. Like she's kind of dabbled in that kind of world before. I can see it. Um, Who else? I think we've got... Like, they're all kind of in there. I think Owen Wilson is in it. Of course. Timmy Chalamet making Ooh. his Wes Anderson debut. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Timmy. Timmy. Oh, Frances McDormand. Which is... Uh, she was in... Say Frances? Frances. Oh, yes, Three I Three Billboards her. Lady. Right, Fargo. Right, right. Uh, Saoirse in it. Oh, really? Yep. Which nice. is, like, also a usual suspect, kind of. She was in Grand Budapest. Frances mm-hmm. McDormand's in Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willem Dafoe is also in it. Very nice. Tilda Swint. Nice. Uh, Adrian Brody, classic. Ed Norton is also usually a classic. Nice. Owen Wilson. So really only the two new ones would be Timmy and the French oh. girl? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, there's so many usual... Oh, and Jeffrey Wright. Who's that? He was in uh, Westworld. He was the... Uh... Oh, wait, I can't say. Spoilers, no. he was the robot man. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers if you didn't see past season one. Um... But he's great, so I'm happy to see him. Angelica Houston is in it. Ooh, nice. Fisher Stevens, Jason Schwartzman. Nice. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, all the usual. All the good, all the good boys and girls. All the usual suspects. Except Very for nice. one. Who? Elizabeth Moss. What? Oh, she's in there. She sucks. Ugh. Okay. Here's my problem with Elizabeth Moss. Number one, she's a Scientologist. Boo! You suck if you are. Openly a Scientologist. To be openly a Scientologist means you are really a Scientologist. You weren't. You wouldn't just be. You're not a casual Scientologist. You don't just go. Yeah, I don't think you can be a casual. No, Scientologist. I don't think you can. It's like you're either in or you're out. It's literally a cult. You're either in or your life is ruined. Basically, you're doxed. You're doxed. Exactly. So number one, hate her for that. Two, she's an okay actress. She's fine. She's a good actress. Whatever. But I think she's a blah person. And she has a blah face. She looks like a weird mouse woman. And it bothers me that people think she's so attractive. Um, she lands a lot of roles for I just know, like, being a white woman. I don't get it. Like, to be honest. No offense. Like, she has a strange face. And you nailed it. You're like, it's her chin that's weird. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Her chin is odd. I, th- I, said- I don't mean to be a, like, putting down my fellow women... Um, I like to think of myself as a feminist, and I know it's very catty for me to be putting her down because of her looks, because I have nothing else to put her down for, but I have to put her down for being a fucking Scientologist. Yeah, that's the main part here. Also, she was married to Fred Armisen, 
for like a hot minute and she basically was like he was horrible uh blah 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 you're a scientologist and i'm like you know what girl it's probably just because he didn't want to jump on your cuckoo scientology bandwagon so hashtag we stand with fred literally so no thanks no offense you're a scientologist Ugh, so that's a little bit of a disappointing casting on that part. I hope she's not a big character. I hope she's not a big character. To be honest, I feel like sometimes in those movies, like, you know, like, in in the Grand Budapest... With such a big cast. Like, you know, like, in Grand Budapest, how, like, Owen Wilson was in it, but he's in it for, like, five seconds as one of the keepers of the keys, like, during that big, like, thing where we're, like, we're calling everyone up. Like, let's hope she's in it for, like, three seconds, and just for people to go, oh, this is nice. And then forget about it forever. Just, like, she should be forgettable. Like, do we know who's main cast? It's hard to tell with him. I think it's Frances McDormand. Okay. Is, like, main cast. Nice. Because that's what, just from the trailer. And, nice. like, Leia, and maybe Leia Seydoux is also kind of main cast. And maybe Owen Wilson, too. Good. It's supposed to be, like, a love letter to, like, journalism Honestly, I love Owen Wilson. I love him. He's great. No hate on Owen Wilson. No hate on Owen Wilson. But we're, we're team Owen Wilson here at Cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> and anti-Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Like, there's movies that I kind of was curious to watch that I no longer am interested because she's in it. Oh, Elizabeth. Nobody likes you. Except for the other Scientologists. Fuck. Have fun with Tom Cruise and John Travolta. That's disappointing. What a weird club to be in. Yep. What a weird, weird place. No. It's literally a cult. And you're an idiot. I don't care what happened to you that made you fragile and susceptible to their tactics. You're an idiot. Yeah, bro. You're an idiot for, like, joining it as, like, a, like a celebrity. Yeah. Because, like, I guess... You're we, never getting out. Because, like, I guess maybe we don't know how long she was in it. Like, because you know how, like, with, like, Leah Remini, it was, like, she was brought up in the church. So it's, like, that makes sense to me that, like, you would not understand how to, like, escape something like that when it's your whole life. But I'm, like, if you're, like, Elizabeth Moss who just joins that, you're a fucking idiot. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. I hate you. Boo, Elizabeth Moss. Boo. Boo. You can see, but I was doing a thumbs down. Big thumbs down. Hard thumbs down. But enough about that monster. She doesn't deserve to take up more more of our airtime. No. I think we do need to... Oh, you want to talk about the, um... We need to discuss the shit fathers. Yes. Right. I actually very much enjoyed that. I could tell... By the way, Wes Anderson was doing things that this was not going to be the case of like children who were done wrong by their shit fathers. They're not even just like like abusive. They're just like they're just not good fathers, mm-hmm. but they're like forced to forgive them in the end. Mm-hmm. It's like Royal had to go through some groveling, yeah, to exactly. be accepted back into the family. Like initially, they are they were all like. Are you kidding me, Royal? Mm-hmm. They weren't like, oh, Dad, you wanted us to be a family again. Because, like, the way he went about it, like, everybody was already resistant to it except Richie, who was a yeah. papa's boy. Yeah, true. And then, oh, my God, I can't remember her name. What's the wife's name? His wife? Ethel. Ethel. Hello. I thought I was going to say I was gonna say something else. I don't know what. Anyway, <laughs> Ethel was, was like, you are such a bastard. Yeah. And he was like, they were like, get out. And he was left with nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he had to work as a... As a, the uh, elevator person. I yeah. wanted to say bellhop, but that's not really right. Exactly. Yeah. Elevator and then attendant. He, he got a, a wake-up call after uh, Richie. Yeah. Trigger to... warning. Tried to commit suicide. Yeah. 
But yes. No, exactly. Like, they didn't, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what are some examples of things where, like, like, the the idea of, like, people having to, like, accept their their father's faults, but, like, kind of against their own will. Where people were just like, oh, they're your, fa-. like, you know, the whole trope of, like, oh, they're your family, just forgive them already. Yeah. Be the bigger person. You're yeah. Like, if I don't want to be the bigger person. Exactly. Why right. do I have to be the bigger person? Why can't they just be a better person? Exactly. But what is an example of that? I don't know. I don't consume a lot of media that includes that trope, honestly. Yeah. Was there anything on that post that you were looking at? No. Dang. But I'm glad they didn't do it. Hmm. Now it's going to be thinking about that. It's going to be stewing in your brain? Yeah. I, if Maybe I, it'll come to me. There's always flags. I always get reviews on shows before I watch oh, something like that. Oh, uh, Inception. <laughs> he had to fake comes to, to come to terms with his father. It was a lie, but he had to come to terms with, remember, Fisher and the idea that is... Oh, yeah! His, his neglectful father. But... True. He reluctantly came to terms with it, but that was through the... That was through dream deceit. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't real. Sorry for not really, sure. Not really what we're talking about here, but just had to do a little callback to Ep 1, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what's scratching my brain as a maybe? What? Is, um, Sam and Dean's father... Yeah, or I'm I was gonna say natural. even like um, just like in, yeah, less so in movies, but more in like TV, like Shameless. Yeah, the idea that they're all supposed to forgive like Frank for being such a shit father, but exactly. it's like because it's like oh, just forgive the Gallagher him. bloodline, like oh we're Gallagher's, we don't let anyone blah blah. But it's like no, your dad is literally awful. He sucks. He just sucks. People sometimes people just suck, and they just happen to be your family, and they don't deserve your forgiveness. No. And it's, oh, I also saw another interesting post that was, like, very rooted in, like, people think redemption arcs are very focused on forgiveness. Hmm. But they're like, you could be a shit person and get forgiveness, or you could be a very good person and not have anybody forgive you. Like, you become better than who you were back then, and then have that be your redemption arc. But in Western film, it's, like, very, like, because of, like, Christianity, like, they use, Um. like, get forgiveness and then you're you're like a better person now because they forgive you forgive us of our sins yeah forgive us of our sins but then a lot of i crossed camille yeah oh yeah (laughs) she gave me the blessing you know what we're just riding those jesus waves after easter exactly oh my god we didn't give anything up for lent i don't think i've given anything up for lent since i was like (laughs) 11 yeah elementary school or when they would like grill you in elementary school they'll be like so what did you give up for lent and i was like nothing um chicken <laughs> yeah i always remember like maybe grade 9 and grade 10 by grade 11 you're 12 you're like realistically i'm not giving shit up for lent i'll be like i'm giving up bad vibes for lent <laughs> i was like i'm gonna give up uh staying past staying up past midnight for lent like hell i'm gonna do that <laughs> and then jesus said <laughs> <laughs> jesus said oh, yeah no. but anyway that was it that's weird yeah that's interesting also, I don't know why when you're talking about redemption arcs, I just kept thinking about Lander's legend. No, please. <laughs> hope, hope that man doesn't get a redemption arc. Homelander from the boys. From the boys. I'm sorry, Watchmen is a better show. I want to watch it now. I really want you to watch. Watch Watchmen. <laughs> so good. Very different from what we're discussing now, but... Oh my god. Very good. Just like totally... So good. And the soundtrack slaps. I think it's the guys who did the soundtrack for Social Network. Trent Reznor and whatever his name. Something Ross. Another movie which soundtrack slapped. Yeah. 
sometimes the soundtrack just really carries things. In The Royal Tenenbaums, it's just an all-around, it's just a beautiful blankie. I know, it carried its weight. Nothing like having a montage of your children and grandfather bonding for the first time by doing vaguely illegal activities to uh, Simon and Garfunkel's Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard. Yes, please. I know. Because you know who else used uh, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard in a perfect way? The Muppets movie. Pardon. They use it in the montage when they're like when they're when they're traveling by map. Oh yeah, they're traveling like, by map. They when they're picking up everyone for the concert. Oh, that's a good we montage. We drive. That's so good. That is good. You that's know? a good montage yeah. song. So yeah, two excellent montages to the same song in two excellent movies. Honestly, the Muppets for me, so good. So good. I'm like struggling to th- I think I ha- might have a hold on what my item is gonna be for my rating oh I haven't been thinking about it either I was thinking about it as you started talking about the Muppets for some reason I was like oh my mm-hmm. god what am I gonna choose as my item but mm-hmm. I think it'll be a you ready yeah okay go for it okay you keep thinking but okay. I think I'm gonna do are we gonna do a scale of 10 yes not I'm gonna say a 9 out of 10 oh, nice. dead Buckley's R.I.P. R.I.P. Buckley. <laughs> Not even an uh, old spark plug could replace you. No. I'm gonna say... And I hate that poor dog. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Honestly, it's the best Owen Wilson impression I've ever I know. I can't recreate it. You'll never get it back, but it was so good. So you heard it here first. Spark plug. Spark plug. That they got from the firefighters. I will give it... Uh, okay. You ready? Yeah. This movie, to me, is a perfect 10. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you were going to do perfect 10. I'm sorry. I was like, it has to be equal to or higher than Inception, which you already gave a 9 out of 10. You gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Yes. Yes. What's your item? Because I said I couldn't give it a perfect 10, but honestly, I probably could have. But anyways, this movie is 10 uh, wooden prosthetic fingers that Margot got chopped off from her family her true family true so 10 tappy wooden fingers out of 10 very nice it is a warm delightful film no there's nothing you could change about it i like i said no no not 10 out of 10 yeah there's nothing there i have i can't think of a single like con i just thought even like the adoption thing i just thought it was very funny no it is it's just funny and it is the idea that it's like it doesn't go like too far or too weird no. That, like, it holds it back that still makes it, like... I know. Relatively innocent and just, like, wholesome in a sad yeah. way. He d- he plays very good with the, like, keeping it upbeat and light and kind of funny, but then also kind of taking it to a kind of dark place, but then still but still not so dark that you're like, holy This shit. undercurrent of darkness, him yeah. breaking out of the hospital and them still being like, we're not gonna be together. Yeah. It's like... But they're still close. They're still close. Like brother and sister. Like brother and sister. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. Those are those are my thoughts. Well then, think uh, meeting adjourned. <laughs> yep. I don't know what we'll be doing next. Absolutely no clue. So it'll keep you guessing. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.